Medicare open enrollment is upon us. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about making Medicare and Medicare decisions a little easier, 10 common mistakes you can avoid during this open enrollment period. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling all the components of your finances, your investments, your retirement, really wherever you are in life, Mo Param can help you out with Cloud Vesters. And that's what we cover on this podcast. It is Your Finances Untangled. Mo, how are you today? Dave, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm imagining you're pretty busy um, because... It's it's open enrollment time for Medicare. Do you get a little busier during the kind of kind of like you probably do at tax time? Yeah, yeah. For our clients that are sixty five and older, you know, this time of the year is when they're able to enroll in Medicare and look at new plans for the upcoming year. So um, at Cloudvestors, we actually have internally we have a Medicare department that's called Senior Care Solutions, and that that the that division uh, helps all of our clients that are you know, approaching Medicare. Uh, or or they're during or they're over sixty five and they're looking at options for Medicare. Well, and and you and at the time and I need to say at the time of recording the podcast, we are in the middle of Medicare open enrollment. So if you're listening after, I believe it's December seventeenth, seventh, seventh. Okay, we're yes. out of it. But we're, we're, no, so open enrollment starts uh, October fifteenth and it ends December 7th. December seventh. Okay, right. and at the time of the recording, we are in the middle of it. And as you as you mentioned, we're going to run down some common Medicare mistakes to avoid. And you're helping uh, the listeners of this podcast do just that. We do want to give a shout out to aarp.org because uh, a lot of the the outline of this, I mean, it came from this podcast originated from Mo and I reading a, a great article they have at aarp.org, 10 Common Medicare Mistakes to Avoid. That's what started the conversation. And actually, we have a link to that article here where you got your podcast so you can read up on that but we're going to run these down in a conversational way and of course it's all about timing when you sign up for medicare (laughs) yeah yeah one of the tricky things about medicare is the timing and understanding when uh is the right time to apply and enroll in medicare so first of all you're eligible for medicare once you turn 65 years old so that uh, initial enrollment period which is uh the acronym is IEP, so initial enrollment period, starts, it's a seven-month window. So it starts three months before you turn 65, mm-hmm. the month you're turning 65, and three months after that, after you turn 65. So it's that seven-month window where you're able to initially enroll in Medicare. And the thing about that is if you don't enroll during that time frame, you do get a second chance. You know, there is another chance to enroll in Medicare, and that is uh, the following year, January 1 through through March 31st of the following year. But if you wait till that period, your Medicare uh, won't start, won't won't kick into effect until July. And so, yeah, so you'd have to wait. And uh, because you waited, uh, there could be a... uh, your premium, your monthly premium for Medicare Part B could go up. 
So you definitely want to make really? sure, like you said, timing is everything. You want to make sure that as you're approaching 65, that you really get a grasp of uh, what your Medicare options are. Okay, so we've covered the initial enrollment period. And and what about, right, so what's the special enrollment period and how can blowing that wreck your Medicare planning? Yeah, so actually this happened to a client of ours. Uh, actually, this happened before she was a client. She came to one of our workshops and explained her situation and we were able to help her. She became a client, but a special enrollment period, which is the acronym is SEP, special enrollment period, is when you're 65 or older and for some reason, maybe you stopped working or you've lost your health insurance coverage through your employer or maybe your spouse's um, and, and uh, employer-sponsored insurance plan that you're recovered under and you're out of that window. So it's a special enrollment period where you're able to not be penalized um, for enrolling in Medicare outside of your initial enrollment period. And that is that window starts eight months uh, after you've lost your, um, well, that window is open for eight months after you've lost your employer-covered uh, insurance. But what, the reason why this, the reason why um, this particular client came to us was because she retired and was under COBRA. Uh -huh. Now, Medicare does not consider COBRA or retiree health insurance as a qualified insurance plan. Okay. Although her employer told her that you know she had nothing to worry about and she could uh, enroll in Medicare on time, but COBRA is not considered. Um, Medicare uh, qualified medic uh, qualified medical coverage under their guidelines. So we had to actually go back to her employer and you know work and negotiate and you know she had to the, their employer had to pay her back some money for huh. uh, for basically guiding her the wrong way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It's I, crazy. And so that's someone who had already retired and they were just on COBRA until they hit Medicare eligibility age. Right, right. And, but she, no, not really at medical, that um, Medicare eligibility age, she was over 65. Okay, okay. But they told her she didn't have to apply oh, for Medicare right now. Oh, I see, right so she was still on COBRA. COBRA, I got you. So she okay. was on COBRA, so she was already past 65. But they told her, you know, you have COBRA, you don't have to worry about uh, enrolling in Medicare at that time. Oh. But again, COBRA is not considered a qualified medical coverage under Medicare's guidelines. So if she waited too long, is because she was told wrong, then can mm -hmm. she avoid those um, higher premiums? Or yeah, so she, she was able to... Um, because of that, we were able to, you know, backtrack with her with her employer, fix the resolution, but she would have faced a penalty, an enrollment penalty. Man, you were like a hero to her, weren't you? Oh my gosh, Man, yeah, I mean, no doubt. it was. It wasn't just her; it was her husband. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it, we became in like a nice knights in shining armor and helped her out. <laughs> well, now, what if you're still working? All right, so how does that mm -hmm. work? You're still working, and I guess you would still have your employer's insurance plan. How does that work when you hit Medicare eligibility age? So, um, so if you're still working and you're in your past 65 years old, uh, one thing you may want to avoid is delaying enrollment, enrolling in your Medicare, because again, uh, retiree coverage is not considered um, co uh, qualified coverage through your, through Medicare guidelines. But what you want to do if you're still working is understanding um, what primary and secondary insurance is okay okay because you want to designate medicare as your primary health coverage 
during uh, if you're past 65 and still working and have your employer sponsored um, health care as your secondary. Now, this is some com- some companies will, depending on the size, can, you know, steer you and designate Medicare um as they second as they as a primary health coverage, but you just want to make sure that you you understand um, who's going to be primary, who's going to be secondary, because that can be a big factor of who's going to pay claims when the time comes. So basically, you're looking at what's your best option if you've got the primary and secondary. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then, well, forgive me for asking. I, I'm always leery of asking a dumb question, but any sure. premiums that would be involved in whatever Medicare coverage you have, if the employer, but they're only, if they contribute, they're only contributing to what's considered the secondary coverage. They're right. not contri- I got you. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to contribute to Medicare. They're not going to do that. Okay. Now help me understand this. When you sign up, when you, when you are Medicare eligible, eligible of age, mm-hmm. um, it, are are you, do you have to have part B and part D? I mean, how does that work? No, you, you don't have to. So at 60, at 65 years old, you're eligible for Medicare because there's multiple parts of Medicare. So Medicare part A is typically uh, at no cost to the individual. So we tend to say, you know, once you turn 65 years old, you might as well just enroll in Medicare part A. Medicare part A covers uh, the facility, the hospital where, you, where you're getting your treatments uh, done. But not your doctor. Me- not. But not your doctor, uh-huh. no. So that's where Medicare Part B comes in. So okay. Medicare Part B covers really the, 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 the ones who are taking care of you and also the, uh, the actual care itself. So the labs, the blood work, uh, the doctors, the nurses, all that good stuff. So that's what Medicare Part B takes care of. And Medicare Part D, D as in dog, takes care of your prescriptions. Okay. Okay. So now there is something that that you have to really keep into consideration. If you are working and still have, if you're working, your spouse is working and you have qualified um, uh, medical coverage, you may not need to qualify. For, you may not need to enroll in Medicare Part B because there is a premium. You actually do pay for Medicare Part B. But for every, check this out, Dave, for every 12 months that you delay enrolling in Medicare Part B, uh-huh. you your Medicare Part B premiums can have a 10% increase Wow! just by waiting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the government really wants you, if you're eligible for Medicare, they want you to, they really go want you to hop on it. Yeah, yeah, they want you to get well, on it. makes sense. I mean, it really does because you're, you pretty much just got catastrophic if you don't. That's what the way it sounds to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you don't have it, you're just, uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't have coverage through your employer or your spouse's employer, you don't have coverage. You're really walking around without any coverage at all. And so what, they, what they're really doing is really in some ways, incentivizing you to cop on Medicare by penalizing you. Um, And then for Medicare Part D, for every 12 months you don't have Medicare Part D, your your Medicare Part D monthly premiums are increased by 1% for every 12 months you're on it. So, for instance, if you don't have, you know, for instance, if you're 65 years old, you hop on Medicare Part A and Part B, and you say to yourself, well, I don't need a prescription plan. I'm not on any drugs. I don't have high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, anything of that sort. So I don't really need a prescription plan. And now you're 65. So fast forward, you're 70. And now you get that bad, you know, medical report from your doctor. You have to get, you're on high blood pressure. You have high blood pressure. So now you have to take medication for that. Well, you've it's been five years since you've had 
since you did not have a prescription plan. So now your monthly prescription plan will be increased by 60%. Wow. For every month. Yeah, crazy. And uh, from the average Medicare uh, Part D plan nationally, you're, you get a, basically a 60% increase on your, on your Medicare, pre, Medicare Part D premiums. And that's a penalty that lasts for life. It doesn't go away. So you definitely, definitely want to make sure that even if you, even if you don't need a prescription plan, the impact of not having one can be very, very impactful over time. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back with Your Finances Untangled, and we're taking a, a look, a good hard look at Medicare today as we are at the time of recording in the Medicare enrollment period. And, of course, this conversation uh, between me and Mo. Mo, of course, <laughs> the guy with the information and me with the questions. I've always gone through life with a lot of questions. Mo is Mo Param <laughs> is the one who can help you out. He's with Cloudvestors, but he shared an article from AARP.org, in which we have the link to here. If you want to read more about this, it's actually mistakes to avoid in mm -hmm. signing up for Medicare. And we've looked at a big one. If you wait too long in signing up for Part B and Part D, and Mo laid that out. Now help me here, Mo, because you've got original Medicare. You've mm -hmm. got Medicare Advantage, Medigap. I, I think I'm right here. One, one of, <laughs> I'm just confused. One of those uh, is good for you if you're of good health, and one is best for you if you're not of good health. Is that right? Yeah, it, it's it's understanding what your what your specific health um, care needs are. You definitely want to understand that, and you know it's it's crazy because you know during that during during this. Uh, open enrollment period, it's just a short window to make sure that you have these uh, these decisions made. And it can be a little uh, confusing for individuals who, who are not working with someone or seeking advice or guidance. And that's why we're here. You know, we're here to help. So to understanding, the, so you mentioned original Medicare. So that's that's part A and part B. Okay. And I mentioned, uh, as I said before, part A covers your hospitals, part B covers the doctor visits and, and outpatient services. So uh, understanding what those two cover on its own, you need to know that. And then Medicaid, and then Part D, as in, again, D as in dog, covers the drugs, covers okay. your prescriptions. So that's essentially what Original Medicare is. Uh, well, A and B is Original Medicare. That's offered by the government. Every other part of Medicare is not offered by the government. It's offered by private health insurance companies. So then you you may hear something called a Medicare Advantage. Okay, Medicare Advantage is essentially what you're doing is you're saying, um, "Hey, government, I'd rather a private health insurance company cover my my original Medicare needs." Okay, right. So cover my A and B, 
So instead of you uh, relying on the government to do it, you you basically shift that risk onto a private health insurance Is that company. risky or not? It can be risky, you know, um, because typically your Medicare Advantage plans um, have a little uh, asterisk next week, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They may require you to get a referral from a primary care physician before they'll cover a specialist. Wow. Uh, most Medicare Advantage plans are uh, have a have a network, so you have to go to one of their network providers, and they may not cover anyone that you see outside of your network un- unless it's like an emergency or something of that sort. And then Medicare Advantage plans sometimes have annual out of pocket limits, um, and you can't and you can't uh, get a medic a Medigap plan if you have a Medicare Advantage. What is so, Medigap? So Medigap is, uh, you may hear a supplemental plan. So that's what a Medigap is. So there's a gap uh, in med- in original Medicare. And the gap are your deductibles and your coinsurance. So Medi- the big one is the, is the coinsurance that has, that you have with Medicare Part B. So the, on, on its own, Medicare Part B leaves you as a customer with a 20% coinsurance. So if any of your so if your treatment costs, let's just say fifty thousand dollars, you're on the hook for twenty percent of that. So what ten grand? That's your out of pocket for that specific procedure. Medigap plan will cover that twenty percent. Okay. On on uh, that's that's left that the gap between Medicare Part B and whatever your expenses are. How much does that set me back to get that? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know you had to pay for that, Dave? Uh, I just figured you had to. It was too good to be true. I mean, it's pretty good, but I don't think it came free. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't come free. You know, uh, we've seen plans. It's based on your age. It's based off where you live, which and it's also based off of the actual company that you decide to um, to 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 use for that supplemental gap. So it can range you from somewhere $120, $130. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can go higher as $160, $170, uh, even higher. It really depends on uh, the area, your geographical area, um, and your age, and really which company that you decide to choose. Every company is eligible and able to charge whatever they want for their Medicare supplemental plans. Okay. They can charge literally a week. They can charge whatever they want. The plans themselves, though, are written by the government. So your your Medicare, uh, your your part, uh, your your plan, like your plan C, your plan G, whatever they whatever you choose, whether you use United Healthcare, whether you use Aetna, whether you use Humana, the plans themselves are the exact same because they're written by the government. All these private health insurance are companies are doing are offering you these plans, but since they're offering it to you, they can charge whatever they want. Man, I so you I have just, to be very careful. I, 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 I'm probably you want to take like, my job, Dave? No, no. not at all. You know, <laughs> I, I admire your expertise. I mean, I'm good at stuff like Andy Griffith trivia, but but you know, that does not help me in making critical decisions like this. I need someone like Mo on my side, you know, and that's it's really easy. Cloudvestors.com, you can find out how to make that happen. I know I need it. All right, can you break down the out of pocket cost you, you could face? Sure. Yeah. And before I do that, I'll talk about the Medigap. One thing about uh, okay. delaying getting getting a Medigap okay. policy. So uh, during your open open enrollment period, uh, you're eligible to get a, Medi- a Medigap policy. And you're able to do that uh, without the companies can't deny you. 
for pre-existing conditions. Okay. Okay. Medi- these supplemental plans, when the Affordable Care Act came in, and you, you know, companies, health insurance companies, aren't able to uh, knock you off or not not knock you off. I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but not able to um, to offer you coverage for pre-existing conditions. These supplemental plans weren't part of that weren't part of that uh, agreement. So these supplemental plans can deny you coverage for pre-existing conditions if you delay in getting these in getting these supplemental plans during your uh, during that enrollment period. So that's one of the things you can what you want to avoid is delaying getting your Medigap policy. Uh, now going back to your question about the out-of-pocket expenses, yeah. another thing you want to avoid is not getting a, gra- a grasp and understanding what your out-of-pocket costs can be. So the breakdown of your out-of-pocket costs are one is your premiums, okay? Medicare Part A, for the most part, is doesn't cost you anything. Medicare Part B has a premium. Again, B is for the, the, the service and the doctors and facilities and the services that you receive. Uh, right now, the minimum is about a, a little over $144 or so a month. That, in, that tends to increase on an annual basis. So the numbers for 2021 haven't come out yet, but Medicare Part B does have a monthly premium you have to pay. If you're on Social Security, those benef- those premiums are deducted from your Social Security benefits. Okay, so and then your medical and then your Medicare supplemental plans that we just talked about, they have a monthly premium as well. Okay. Then there's your deductible, you know, your flat amount that you have to pay. Uh, Medicare Part A and B have their own deductibles as well. Um, and, and your prescription plans have deductibles too. Then you have your co-payments, which are you know the 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 fixed amount that you have to pay per per service. So if you go to your doctor, you may have a copay of you know twenty five thirty bucks depending on the doctor uh, and depending on the service that you're receiving. And then you have your co-insurance. Uh, the big thing is that twenty percent cost of service that 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 you're on the hook for if you just have Medicare Part B. Um, and there's no cap. Literally, there is no cap. So, if for some oh. reason you you have a service that costs a hundred grand, mm-hmm. you are on the hook for twenty thousand dollars, and that is that is your, you know, you didn't have to pay a hundred, but yeah, but you still yeah. you still owe still twenty thousand dollars. And that's why right. sometimes on the show you've brought up on the podcast on how out the out of pocket cost in retirement can get really high, and you just want to make sure you cut it down as much as you can. The, you definitely the want to cut pocket. it. But, you but, want to but cut the out-of-pocket costs, but yeah. plan for it. Yeah. But you know, with a solid plan, you know, you can really get a understanding of what your annual out-of-pocket costs are going to be. You know, these are it. You know, your premiums, your deductibles, your copay, your coinsurance, and obviously the cost of your prescriptions. But if you really have a really solid plan on 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 these these out-of-pocket costs, mm-hmm. you end up not having much of a uh, uh, anything come out of left field because you really have all your your ducks in a row because you get a good sense of how these all work. You can really put together put together a huge uh, healthcare reserve for yourself and understand what your out of pocket or what what are your true out of pocket costs are going to be. Now we talked about Medicare Advantage. I believe we've covered that. But what about because uh, another mistake you could make is choosing a Medicare Advantage plan that doesn't include your health your healthcare providers. Right, right. If you remember, I, I said before, your Medicare, your Medicare Advantage plans um, may not may they will. It's a network plan, so right. they have networks that they that you have to go to. 
So it kind of feels like an HMO or a PPO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're if you're choosing an advantage plan, and you're not factoring in, well, are my doctors part of this network? Uh, the specialist that I go to is it part of the network? You you have to understand that, and just don't go willy nilly and just pick any Medicare Advantage plan. Understand that, you know, if you have a good relationship with a physician or physician group, you want to make. And that's another thing. Some phys- <laughs> this is crazy, but mm-hmm. some you can have a physician group where some of the doctors in that physician take a plan, and other doctors don't. So you really want to understand, you know, who uh, who's actually treating you. Are they covering, uh, will your Medicare Advantage plan uh, cover services for your specific uh, uh, physician? Okay. Looking at uh, things to avoid in doing your Medicare planning. And as you can, if you've been listening to the entire podcast, you know it's it's a complicated process. So we want to make sure that you do it right. Mo, especially. He can help you. Uh, cloudvestors.com is the website we can check out more about the firm that mo represents cloudvestors all right uh, your drug coverage right. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that can get really really costly this, i know part d does it but it, it doesn't cover everything how does that work so part d is is just a prescription plan so all it does is cover prescriptions okay Okay, so this is the part of Medicare when we work with our clients that we take the uh, the longest part, the longest time, uh, really tailoring and making sure that we pick the right plan because uh, the way it works is that medic the Part D plans or prescription plans, every plan has to. There's a what's called a formulary, and the formulary is a list of drugs that uh, that that these plans have to cover. Now every 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 company can look take a look at that list of uh, in the formulary and say, well, okay, I'm going to cover this medication, but I'm going to charge this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to charge. I'm going to. Uh, we'll cover this medication, but we're going to charge X. When you if you're on prescriptions, and this is this is true. This this is true. If you're currently on prescriptions, what we tell our clients and prospective clients is bring this list with you, so we can literally run through every prescription that you're currently taking right now see what the cost is going what what these companies will cover and how much they will cover so you know that when you go to your you know local pharmacy what you're going to be paying for those prescriptions and the key thing is most of these drug companies um not drug companies most of these health insurance companies that offer these drug plans um, some of them may have uh, a relationship with a specific pharmacy or, or a, a specific grocery store. Um, some of them may have uh, incentives for you to do mail-in uh, so you could get your prescriptions by mail uh, and they'll offer you discounts. So it's not just it's not as cookie cut as you think of, well, let me just get this um, prescription plan, this Part D plan and call it a day. It's especially if you're on medications, you want to you want to bring a list of your covered drugs and of your drugs and see which plans are covering them and what costs they're going to do, and not just base your not just base uh, your decision on what your monthly premium is. You know, you may look at a, a plan that's they call it twenty five dollars a month for uh, just for the plan, but they're not giving you much of a discount when it comes to your prescriptions. Where you may find another plan that's Thirty dollars a month, so five dollars more a month, but they're they're giving you a massive discount on your prescriptions, and so you may, you just want to out you want, you just want to weigh out your options. 
And finally, as we close it out, assume don't assume you can't afford it. I mean, we've talked about a lot of cost here, but there is some assistance available. Yeah, yeah. You know, you think about it. You know, you've got your premium, you've got your copay, you've got your your coinsurance, you've got your uh, your deductible. All this and all this means money, right? All this means that right. I've got to pay for some form of this. And you may say to yourself, "Well, I just I just can't afford this." Well, there are there are programs out there. You know, there's a Medicare savings program. Uh, that helps you with your Part B premiums uh, and your and Medicare cost savings. So uh, it's called the Medicare Savings uh, Programs. So you definitely want to look into those. Um, there's a federal program called Extra Help, and that helps with your prescription coverage. Uh, so you definitely want to figure out more information about that. You, could, you just go to the ssa.gov, which is the Social Security website. Again, that's ssa.gov. Um, and there's something called the State Pharmaceutical Assistance Program that's offered by some states to help you with your prescriptions. Um, so you definitely want to take a look at these different options that are there for you. So yeah, so the last the last thing you want to avoid is saying to yourself, well, I just can't afford Medicare, so I'm just going to take the chips as, as they Good fall. Good gracious, don't no, do that. No, don't do that. There's, there's assistance. There's there. Remember, Medicare is a government-sponsored program, so there are ways um, and programs that are out there that can help you all right great and of course have someone like mo who can navigate you through all of this on your site cloudvestors.com and by the way on right here where you got the podcast on our description we've got the link to the article we that really spurred this conversation at aarp.org so you can click on that link and read more about it too mo very very informative uh, a lot yeah. to it but <laughs> thanks for sharing with us the information we need it yeah, yeah. You know, uh, last podcast, we talked about year end planning. And, you know, this is year end planning for our, our 65 year olds uh, and up that are, you know, looking to make sure that they have, uh, they make the right healthcare decisions for themselves moving forward for at least for the next year. So uh, great information. I know it was very education focused, but uh, it's, it's, it's uh, this time of year. It's, it's what we're having. It's, these are the conversations we're having with our clients, our retiree clients. So uh, as always, Dave, thanks for joining me. As always, for all the listeners, thanks for joining us. And um, always like us, share us, rate us, um, spread the word. We're doing great things during this podcast. And do check back for more because there's more to come of your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.